It's me, Roz. Guys, it's September. It's our time. It is our time, spooky dolls. Come on out and play. It's Halloween time. I'm sorry. It's it's happening. And this year, we can do more things than last time. So I'm feeling real excited about it. It's Halloween time. And you all, you, got, you guys, y'all... I I think I encountered a UFO. And I know what you're thinking, like, okay, here she goes again. Roz can't go anywhere without thinking that she got touched by an angel or a ghost or a UFO or what. I, I know. But I was also, okay, I was also looking for him. So there's that. This is what happened. Okay. So I had a couple of days free. I I had like three days free. And I was sitting here thinking like, okay, I really want to just go out and drive, you know, like it's, it's good for my brain. It's good for, there's a thing where like, I I have some creative stuff I need to be working on. And and it's just, I don't know, it's just good for me just to go out and drive. And, and I, I wanted to spend some time with Rocky, my dog, and so I thought it would be cute. Like, the two of us will just go on, like, a road trip. And so I was thinking of different places, and and then I was like, oh, Sedona. Sedona, Arizona. Like, I, I, I just, I really have never been there. And I knew all about it, and it's very spiritual, and it's known for its energy vortexes and you know there's crystals if you're a crystal lady and I've really leaned into my crystalness lately you know it's just I think it's just because I I talk so much shit about the demons that I'm just like I gotta it wouldn't hurt to 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 snag a couple of crystals from from one of the one of the more prominent crystal towns of America so so I was like yeah let's just go let's go so we drove, stopped through Las Vegas for a little bit, wanted to go antique shopping, and uh, I was going to go to the Haunted Museum, but I had Rocky with me, and I, I wasn't going to leave him in like a hotel room or anything, so I just, eh, we just didn't have time. It didn't work out. But um, we drove out to Sedona. Before I went, I was kind of just like looking for little things to do, and again, it was like such a bummer. I didn't have enough time, but... It's just like, what can I, what can I fit in? And so I was like, what's the desert? There's got to be UFOs. So I started Googling UFOs in Sedona and I find that there's a UFO tour. So we decide we're going to book us some tickets on the UFO tour. Well, Rocky didn't need one, but I booked myself a ticket. So went on the UFO tour. Tour guide was wonderful. It wasn't really like a tour. It was like, we we basically we stayed in one spot we we went to like kind of a i don't know what it was i mean it was kind of dark it was it was dark out so i don't really know what it was like a like a lookout area i don't it looked like a place where teenagers go to make out i don't know what it was but 
there's a small group of us and the tour guide explained to us all the different things up in the sky. She pointed out military planes and uh, commercial planes and satellites and whatever Elon Musk has got going on up there. And, and then she was telling us, you know, there's drones aren't allowed in Sedona. So basically, here's what you got to look out for. And she was telling us about how many tours she's done. And on this amount of tours, they've seen this. And on this amount, they've seen that. And a few times they have seen structured craft, you know, where they can tell the mechanics. It was so low or the sky was so clear that they could see like it was an actual uh, craft, you know. So she explained it all. She handed us some military goggles and they were military night vision goggles or, or kind of binocular things. And they were amazing. And you could see so much stuff up there. And I was like, where do I get me some of these? And she's like, well, they start at $3,800. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we got to push this Patreon, I guess. <laughs> so get me some military goggles. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we're <laughs> we're shining it up into the sky. And, and right away, she's like, there's one. And like, sure enough, there's like something up there and you're looking and you're seeing planes and you're seeing how slow they move and how they flash, you know, as they fly by and they're not super high up there, but then you see like little, little glowing dots, like, like a little glowing dot way up there, like way for Cause you can see planets and stuff. So it's like, who knows how many light years away we're looking here, but you just see something like moving way different. Like it's moving, covering way more ground in a quicker amount of time. And just the way it moved was just different. And she gave us these little laser pointers and she was explaining like you can't shine them at planes. You know, it's super illegal. You get fined. It's bad news. Don't do it. And so she was saying, you know, if you do see something up there, kind of shine in that direction. And then she'll verify, you know, if it's, if it is unexplained. And, um... Yeah, she was shining the laser. She's like, look at that thing up there. And and like it was, it was, uh, to my knowledge, an unidentified flying object or aerial phenomena. And um, yeah, we did this for a couple of hours. And it was just like, and there's one, and there's one. And then like as time was on, it's like, and there's another one, and there's another one. There's a lot of UFOs up there. And then she was doing this thing where she's like, you know, if you... If you shine the laser in a certain sequence, you can sometimes get them to shine back. It happened. And I'm, I mean, it clears that like a plane, I don't think would do that. I mean, I don't know about the other, the identified flying objects up there, if they can shine back. I don't think so. But I sure as hell saw one shine its lights back at us. I also saw some in like little formations. At one point, there was like four or five of them up there in like the same area. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was, by my knowledge, which is very limited when it comes to things in the sky, it was unidentified flying objects. And so I'm going with it. And our tour guide, who is, uh, you know, very involved in the UFO world, she says that those were. UFOs. 
So I'm going with that they were UFOs. And I actually was able to take my iPhone and it was surprisingly way harder than I wanted it to be. But I was figured out how to get my camera on my iPhone and hold it up to the little binocular holes and shine it up there. And I was able to film in night vision. And I did make some little videos. Eventually, I'm sure they'll be on my Patreon or something. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of them. So I have to like kind of go through and cut them up and figure out uh which ones have the good stuff in it and which ones are just me trying to figure out how to do it. But um, I got the stuff. I got the goods. I'll I'll post them somewhere at some point soon. But our tour guide, her name was Melinda. She, uh, You can book the tour through the Center for New Age in Sedona. It was wonderful. I recommend it. I had a good time. I mean, if nothing else, it was a beautiful night out. I think we saw UFOs. I mean, it felt... The word that I could describe is breathtaking. It was just kind of like, wow. And I live in LA where there's smog. You know, you just don't get to see all that stuff up there anyway. So it was just a, it was a really wonderful experience. And of course, I'm like, Melinda, girl, you got to come on the pod. Melinda has, is an abductee. And so I'm like, girl we gotta, we gotta talk about that. And she's been in some UFO documentaries. And so, so I was like, come on, come on over. And so she said that she's going to come on at some point. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting to hear from her, uh, to make contact. Uh, and so hopefully soon I'll have my first ever, uh, UFO abductee on the pod. So another thing that I did on my little trip I was looking for like ghosty stuff to do and I had never heard, I don't think, of this town called Jerome, Arizona. And it's up in the mountains near Sedona and it's like a little tiny mountain town and it's an old mining town that currently, according to the internet, has around like 400 uh, citizens as of right now. And it's like a little artsy community, touristy, little shops, little restaurants. But it's all super into the fact that it's a very haunted place. And there's a restaurant called the Haunted Hamburger. And there's um, a bar called the Spirit Room. And there's ghost tours that go on all the time. And, And then at the top of the little town, you can see there's this hotel called the Jerome Grand Hotel and it used to be a hospital and an asylum where thousands of people died obviously and then it just like was abandoned for years and now it's a hotel with a restaurant in it called the asylum and I couldn't get in at the haunted hamburger so I went on up to the asylum food was pretty good there weren't uh many vegan options but it was good and I was trying to poke my head around a little bit, but they were pretty like, okay, if you're not staying here, you need to just like eat your food and mind your own business. So I didn't really get to see the whole thing. It actually, Ghost Adventures did an episode there. I later found on Discovery Plus. But um, so I go into the bathroom and it was like really interesting bathroom. You could tell that it was like an old there was like a shower in this bathroom stall at one point and there's like a radiator in there. And I, I thought it was kind of cool. So I, I just started like 
filming. And then when I looked at the video later, I swear I can hear a voice say, well, here, I'll play it for you. You tell me if you hear it. Okay, do you get what I mean? Now, there was nobody else in there, just me and Rocky. I think in this bathroom, I hear a voice that says, I pooped here. Let me play it again. All I'm saying is that we have heard worse ones on this podcast, and you know that's true. (laughs) I think I heard, I think a ghost pooped there. Okay, that's what I think. Anyway, so I made a little video. I put it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash rustdressfulness. It's just me walking around Jerome and looking at all the haunted places and hearing a ghost say that it pooped there. Anyway, it was brought to my attention. If you're looking for a job in the Fall River, Massachusetts area, there's an indeed.com posting that is... Looking for a paranormal investigator and ghost hunter at the Lizzie Borden house. It pays $15 to $25 an hour. It's part-time. It says we are seeking enthusiastic ghost hunters and paranormal investigators to conduct ghost hunts for our guests at the famous Lizzie Borden house. Candidates must have an experience in paranormal investigation as well as proficient knowledge of ghost hunting equipment. This is like an official job posting. I mean, it says one to two years of experience, paranormal investigation required, ability to stand and walk for extended periods of time, must be available to work weekends. I feel like it needs to say, like, must be able to agree that if some ghosty shit went down, you're in charge. Because if this was me, I don't care you can keep your 15 to $25 an hour. If a ghost is doing some touching me or something, I'm out of there. I'm by the tour's over. But if you're looking for a job, I mean, could be worse. What else we got going on here? Oh, I had this idea. What do you think about this? I thought it would be fun because it's Halloween time. I've never done this before, but, you know, I like to try out new things. What if we did an episode where it's basically just like slumber party vibes? I mean, like always, but it's just like me and you guys and you send me some voice notes of like questions that you might have for me, whether they're spooky or not, or like stories or just like really nice compliments about me or like, I don't know. Just, like, stuff. Like, ghost stories. Maybe you tell me about, like, an urban legend. Like, little anecdotes, you know? Just a couple of minutes. Send me... You can record yourself saying it. Send me a voice note. Or, if you'd rather, you could type it out. And just send it to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And uh, we'll do an episode where I just listen to the stuff and we talk about it. and I, Or I read the stuff. And, um, I don't know. I just thought it would be fun. Why not? So... Within the next like week or so, if you're listening to this in real time, send it on over and um, in a couple of weeks, we'll do that episode. So please send it on over, ghostedbyraws at gmail.com. Okay, so today's episode, I am joined by my friend Lenora Claire, who is a renaissance woman, 
she is a, a fixture on the cool underground LA scene. She has got an amazing look. I mean, the most fiery red hair you've ever seen. She's just a very fascinating person to me. And this episode is, it's different in, in a number of ways. The first reason why I really wanted to talk to her was because she works in casting. She works in TV casting, unscripted shows, and she was working in casting on the most recent season of Haunted on Netflix, which is a show that a lot of listeners of this pod have told me, you got to watch, and I have watched, and I've left feeling haunted. I mean, it's a it's a dark, scary show. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not, you know, if you like spooky things and this is more your pace, then you might not like that show. But if you, I don't know, I don't know your threshold for spookiness, but it's, it's like raw, spooky. Yeah. And we talk about it a little bit in this episode of why it, to me, it feels very real. And it's, um, yeah, it's scary, I I think. And it's a reenactment show, which, you know, I like to talk about the reenactment shows and and the storytelling and the cheesy reenactors and stuff like that, which we also talk about because Lenora has been on one of those shows. She told a ghost story on one of those shows, and I actually found the segment that she told a ghost story on TV. Uh, I found it on YouTube, and I put it in the description of this episode, so if you go in the description, you can actually watch it and hear what she has to say about it, because... (laughs) It's uh, it's interesting. It's it's interesting, like the difference, the spectrum of of ghost story TV shows that are out there. How different some can be, and and um, yeah, go check it out for yourself. Lenora is also a victim rights advocate, and uh, we talk about that a bit. And um, you know, we might I want to say we mentioned murder and maybe assault. Uh, a time or two in this uh, episode, so a little trigger warning on that. And in my Patreon clip uh, from this week's episode, I listened to a couple of EVPs, and I also asked Lenora about different shows that she has cast, and because I know she's got a lot of stories about encountering, you know, some of these shows that she casts, like My Strange Addiction and true life and uh, all these different shows and so she had some interesting stories to tell and it gets a little a little saucier than normal i mean this show <laughs> this show I, I since i talk about ghosts and ufo's i mean we don't really it doesn't usually doesn't get like r rated or like adult you know adult language <laughs> But that's only because, like, we're just talking about the paranormal. But, like, it can go there. It, it can happen. I want to feel f- like I, I'm free to do that if it, if it comes up. But So we do go there a little bit. But I put it on Patreon. So um, you can go listen to that clip. And uh, I think that's about it. So I hope you enjoy. Here's my conversation with Lenora Claire. On with the show. Oh, my God. I am joined by a friend who 
I would get exhausted naming all of the things that she does, <laughs> but she is an art curator, a, a model, a uh, casting producer, casting director, and, you know, really gal about town. She's somebody that knows all the cool, funky weirdos uh, around Hollywood, and that's how I know her. <laughs> so please welcome Lenora Claire. Hello. Hi, thank you. That is so sweet. You are an amazing hype woman. That is like a really nice introduction. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to see you. And I feel like I always get to, um, or I've I've often run into you around uh, gatherings of, you know, I use the, I like the word weirdo. I use it, as, yeah. Yeah, to me, it's a positive. Um, mm. But you seem to always to pop up in these fun, funky Hollywood weirdo <laughs> situations. I saw yeah. you right before the pandemic at the Mystic Museum oh, for yeah. the opening night of uh, their slashback video display, mm-hmm. which was incredible. And that's a haunted place. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had Eric and Kiko, who own that place on this podcast, and that museum is filled with haunted objects. But, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, because I'm so uh, I'm so excited to talk about this. You did casting on the TV show Haunted on Netflix. Yeah, I was one of several casting producers. It's a really cool um, uh, independent uh, boutique casting company. That, so I was, I was one of several. I, I wasn't the only one. But yeah, that was a really fun show to work on. Yeah, this, I know that a lot of people that listen to this podcast watch that show and you know it's interesting with with the paranormal and paranormal tv shows and podcasts and books and like there's a lot of different approaches and that show in particular is like like okay this show that you're on right now we often joke and have fun and every once in a while we have like you know kind of heavier stories and and i think it's important to highlight those as well but that show there's no jokes that show is heavy and serious and for real. Yeah, it was really intense doing, because with casting, what we do is, you know, people submit their stories, then there's like a research team that goes through it that tries to verify it to make sure it's as on the level as possible. And then as casting producers, you know, we sit down and do the one-on-one interviews and they are intense. These are people who have absolutely, they are still haunted by whatever happened to them. A lot of these are really traumatic and terrifying events. I mean, the people themselves are, are lovely and it's so generous of them to want to share. But yeah, these are some effed up stories. That's for sure. I yeah. know. I, I remember, I think it was this last season when the casting was going on. Uh, I had a bunch of people send me the notice because, you know, I've had a couple of decent stories. Mm-hmm. But I, since I watched the show, I'm like, so many of these stories span like multiple years mm-hmm. or they're just like truly traumatic and it yeah. and they involve like full families a lot of them mm-hmm. and there's often tears and I was like I don't think that I'm cut out for this one yeah it's not one of the later ones like I definitely feel in the casting it was my observation that the stories they sort of went for were the ones where the people are still haunted after the haunting right it's like it's not just like oh it happened and now i have like a fun campfire story it's this thing happened and i am forever changed oh my god have you ever seen the first pilot episode of the first season Um, this one i'm not sure it's this man that is has been haunted since he was a child by this woman with like a broken neck 
kind of situation and she shows up and it spans his whole lifetime and he's literally in the episode like she's gonna come get me like it's still going on (laughs) yeah yeah it's one of the scariest things I have ever seen but I even think that like as the show has gone on it's gotten it's gotten scary I mean the reenactments okay reenactment shows are some of my favorites. It's well known that my favorite TV show of all time is Celebrity Ghost Stories. And I love to talk about the campy, cheesy type reenactments of that show. But this show is like mini horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they should, I didn't have anything to do with the, with the recreations. I think those are shot out in Prague actually. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, they're they're really cinematic and they're really well done. They're they're pretty terrifying. They, they yeah they do. It's weird because I'm coming from because of my personal experience with uh, being stopped and frequently being on true crime shows. Like I I hate the recreations because usually it's a recreation of my story and it's somebody in like a janky Halloween wig and it's like oh god please don't do that to me. But um, with the with the ghost shows specifically haunted, it's I, I do love the recreations. Yeah, they're they're really cool. They're really artfully done. So you've been reenacted on these kinds of shows. Uh, yeah, on several shows. I was, I was, I mean, I, I'm frequently reenacted on crime shows when they're telling my my crime story. But um, I did. There was like an offshoot of Celebrity Ghost Story called My Ghost Story because I guess I wasn't famous enough. Um, and I, I did I did that one. And they they also is my friend Justin Pearson. And I Justin's amazing. He's in like all the all the good punk bands. But um, we did that one kind of as like a joke, maybe about a decade ago. And they they did recreations of us. And if you watch it again with me, they had me in a, like a shitty Halloween wig and a and a little kitten heel I would never wear. It was deeply offensive. And they they put him in mom jeans. So um, yeah, we we wait 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 wait. So they had <laughs> you reenact yourself? No, they had someone else. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's what's terrible. Although I I have been on shows where they. Ha- Whenever I do a crime show, they always want me like at the computer or looking at the window terrified. And I'm like, this is whatever. (laughs) Um, But actually, no, that's not true. With my ghost story, I did have to do one recreation myself, which is after I went to the haunted hospital. Um, So JP, my friend who did the show with me, Justin Pearson, um, he started suffering alopecia really bad. Like it triggered from all the stress. And with me, like I was having like weird issues too, but like, so they, they filmed me in my shower and like one of my hair extensions goes down the drain. It's really funny. If anyone wants to watch it, it's on YouTube. Yes. I actually did just watch it. So, Mm -hmm. but when you say you guys did this for fun and cause to have a good time, I mean, how much of it is real? Um, well, I can only, I cannot speak for everybody who appeared on my ghost story, but I can tell you ours was, uh, two friends having a good time. Uh, I remember having to bite the inside of my cheek to keep from laughing while doing the interview. <laughs> um, that was, uh, it's actually polar opposite of haunted haunted is like, I got to tell you, like we, we really like, we talk to every witness, every relative, like it's. My my ghost story, like sorry, whatever. It's been over a decade. Like they really were they gonna come for me? Uh, my ghost story. It was. Um, I mean, they they we were having a good time. I'll just say that we were we were we were making shit up as we went along, just cracking up, and it was it was a fun experience. Well, and you know, I've talked to people from celebrity ghost stories that have on record on this podcast been like, you know, we kind of added that part in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're making a TV show, and and I understand that, but and that it is. It is important, I guess, to 
to say that that's not all of these shows. Uh, totally. It's, it's just, yeah, I think sometimes with these storytelling shows, they want a beginning, middle, and end, and wrap it up in it. a bow, and give you a, a full ghost story. But I will say, like, even with Haunted, I've kind of noticed that sometimes the stories don't really give me that. They don't mm-hmm. have a happy ending. They no. don't have... Um, they just kind of end. And and mm-hmm. me, knowing as much as I know about this kind of stuff, I'm like, yeah, that feels real. Sometimes yeah. there isn't there isn't some kind of, you know, then we had uh, uh, an exorcist come in and, and yeah, now the whole thing's over. You know? Right. Life doesn't always have resolution. And you're totally right with haunted, you know, authenticity is the key. And that is why it's so scary, right? Because anything that's too slick and overproduced, it feels corny. It feels fabricated. And I will say with my ghost story, my ghost story was based on an actual event, which was I did work on a production. Um, it's it's now gone. Well, it's not gone. It was called Linda to Hospital. And oh, it was I know. Very, well, right. So I did do something there and it was one of the creepiest places I've ever been in my life. And the true story that did happen to me was I walked into the morgue and when I walked into the morgue, the light bulb above me did shatter. That was real. That was that was real. And so I had told my friend, like, yeah, I went to this creepy hospital, whatever. And then as it turns out, I saw and this is before I even worked in casting. That's why it's so funny now was I, I did this like late 2000s. I didn't start casting until 2011. So I I hadn't worked in this world yet. And I had seen a casting notice and I was like, oh, I have a creepy story. And I have a friend who uh, likes to <laughs> likes to go on TV and do dumb shit. Whatever. So we like we sort of ran with it. And then they helped us remember uh-huh. <laughs> things, you know, um, that was the my ghost story experience. But yeah, it, it is. It is funny now to then have worked for t- in TV for a decade and kind of gone full full, you know, like started off with like a bullshit story on a show and then like a decade later working on a show where it's very real. So I can tell people that, yeah, it's it's a full spectrum. You so know, do, you get you, everything. do you have a, a good bullshit detector? Well, yeah, I do. You know, so my father was a psychiatrist. And so I always tell people when I'm doing casting that my casting is actually not that different from a psych intake, which is actually really true. Um, oh, not yeah. to mention all the advocacy that I do and, and being a crime survivor is like, you know, out of vigilance and necessity to um, live. Uh, I have to be able to really assess. I, I, I also take risk like minimization classes and like I've studied under FBI profilers. So, yes, it's fair to say I do have a pretty damn solid bullshit detector. Um, which I can tell you more stories on Haunted do not get pushed through. We get so many submissions and it's very easy to know who's full of shit. So what what is like a, a red flag when you're casting a ghost show and you're like, nah. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I get on the phone with people, because people, you know, it's like their stories don't mesh. You can tell when they're fabricate, fabricating things, their voice quivers. If you're watching them, like you can see them not making eye contact with you, you know, because it's like it's really hard to lie to somebody when you're looking right at them. Like, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, also times where it's like it's too perfect. You're like, oh, really? You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like, no, like you took a creative writing, you know, class of the learning annex and you're flexing your muscle and you you want to you want to do this like it's pretty it's pretty obvious you just know you just know it just doesn't feel right it just it feels off well and i know you've cast like so many things and i'm not even sure when you were casting this most recent season of haunted but do you remember the 
the specific uh, stories, you know, when you're hearing all these stories and you're like, oh, that's the one. Like, do you remember these specific yeah, cases? Yeah, actually, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it because they make us sign an ND, but I, I can tell you exactly when I was casting it because I got married October of 2019 and that next Monday I was in the office casting it. So I could tell, I know exactly when I worked on it. It was, uh, yeah, late, late. It was like right around Halloween 2019 is when I started working on it. Um, and I will actually tell you the scariest story that I worked on and I suggested that they use. They didn't end up going with. I don't know what happened, but it was fucking terrifying. Yeah. What was it? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be too specific, but... No, you don't have to um, be. It, it had to do with... Do you, do you know about like an incubus? Do you know what that is? Of course. It was an incubus yeah, like a, story. A, a demon. You know, a lot of people say demon. demon that, yeah, a sex uh-huh. demon. And it was wow. so terrifying. Yeah. I mean, this woman was so traumatized by, by this event. Yeah. It was, I mean, m- maybe it was too sexual in nature and I, I'm not sure, but it was, it was, it was really scary. Yeah. Not just, not just as a survivor, but like it was, it was really, really scary. Yeah. Well, the one that I think is truly incredible from this last season is the one that actually took place here in Hollywood with uh, this family that when they were kids, they grew up behind or there was a witch that lived behind them Mm -hmm, that was mm -hmm. tormenting them. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. the way that she was tormenting them really changed my perspective. I I guess I don't really want to give away too many spoilers because these kind of are again, like little movies. So I feel like you kind of could spoil them. So I'm not going to get into too many details, but I'll just say that that episode in particular, like kind of changed my perspective of how paranormal phenomena could happen. Like it could be not what you think it is. It could, you know, they, they lead you to believe like, oh, you know, like they get choked in the middle of the night and they think that it, you would think that it's like a ghost in your bedroom, but it could be something completely different. Well, I was going to, going back to the Linda Vista Hospital, now that place is very well known mm-hmm. as a haunted place. That's right. And um, I mean, that place is so old. It's like before even... Hollywood was like they were. It's like before they were even making films. I think it was like turn of the twentieth yeah, century. It, I think I think the history behind it was like it had to do with the railroad. It was yes. built for the rail workers, and and I guess there were a lot of awful, horrific railway accidents. So that's where all the like trauma and, and ghost stuff sort of started. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention all the people that have died in it being a hospital, mm-hmm. and then. Um, yeah, it's done a lot of those paranormal shows and it is a popular filming location because it looks so creepy. Mm-hmm. But I think now I might be mistaken, but I believe now it's a senior. Uh, that is correct. Living. That is correct. That is. I know when I heard that, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I can only imagine mm-hmm. what they experience living there. Um, OK, well, I want to hear some real ghost. Stories yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm just laughing because like I was saying before, it's like I, I live in this world where like it's a, there's a duality of being like so extremely credible with like the advocacy work that I do. And then- Can you, you know, talk about that? Oh yeah, we can talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, tell us about the advocacy that you do because I know you um, are very outspoken about, you know, stalkers and, and I would love to hear more about it. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll try and sum up a decade <laughs> really quickly, which is um, I've been stalked for a decade by a man who is very mentally unwell. Again, I'm not shaming anybody who that's their struggle. It's just important to mention that with him. Um, only my stalker is very dangerous. He also stalks um, Ivanka Trump, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Kim Kardashian. Uh, but I'm the one who caught him uh, when he threatened to rape, kill me, kidnap me, all those awful things. Um, so I, right. So there's been a whole journey. My case is in the news a lot. And I just, I realized how poorly people are treated when they're being stalked, whether it's from law enforcement or the laws not being very good or the enforcement of the laws not being very good. And so Vice did a story on me around 2017 where they called me the Aaron Brockovich of stalking and that went viral. And since then I've been, you know, really advocating for people. I've helped over a hundred people get restraining orders. And I was recently the Los Angeles district attorney. Um, he created the very first crime victims advisory board for Los Angeles. And they chose nine of us from around the city. And I'm actually a multi-violent crime survivor. I'm a survivor of sexual assault, stalking and domestic violence at different times in my life with different people. So I advocate for all of those things and help shape the policy for the city of Los Angeles. So there's a lot of activism and advocacy and I'm working on legislation. I'm trying to create a restraining order registry because if you could like, let's say before you go online dating, you can look up and see if somebody as you know, two restraining orders and a violent history, then maybe preventatively you don't go on that date. So I've been working on that. I've also been working on, um, so my stalker, when he's out, he's actually back in, he was rearrested for stalking me a couple of weeks ago. This has again, been a decade of my life. Oh my God. Um, so when he's out, he wears an ankle monitor. So what I'm working on is creating an app that'd be given to victims. So using geofencing, you would be able to go, oh, you know, if the stalker is in proximity, ding, 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 you'd get a warning on your phone. So I'm trying to create, you know, stuff like that as well. So um, it's a big part of my life. But that's why I was laughing is like, the reality is like, I'm, I'm like half idiot, half like, <laughs> you know, like badass, right? I'm, you can be both things. And like half of my life is doing like erotic Golden Girls artwork. And that's what I did before, <laughs> before, before I was like a stalking survivor. And now I'm like working with Congressman Adam Schiff in the DA's office. So like, if you look, if you look me up, people are either like looking up my political stuff or my advocacy and they'll get like naked golden girls pictures or me on a ghost show. So like, that's why I'm just laughing because like <laughs> you can be, you can do idiot stuff and still be credible as long as you yourself are aware which, which one you are in that moment. So that's why I'm always very eager to differentiate. Like sometimes I'm, you know, having a good time and sometimes shit is very real. I completely agree with that. And I and I'm always excited to see more of that because I think we live in this society where it's like you're one thing or you're the other thing. Uh, or if you like this, then that means you're that or, right. you know, and, and I think it's important to acknowledge the nuances of humans and that we have many different um, sides of us. And and yeah. I think it's so cool that you're doing this. Um, yeah, thank you for saying that. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know why it has to be this black and white, you know, like polarized. Like a, we're, we're, we're people, we're complex, right? So, so we're we're, we're all the things. Yeah. Um, so, can we hear a ghost story? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you the the creepiest, like the, like for real, for real, was I okay? So when I moved back from London. This would be uh, 2001. I'm, I'm 21 years old. There's a building which you you know it's at Hollywood and Western called the Gershwin. Back in the 60s, it was called St. Francis when Charles Bukowski lived there. I actually lived in his old apartment, and it is it is like 
you know, people like not quite like the Cecil uh, as far as the notoriety, but there are so many homicides, suicides. It's kind of like, yeah, the, the Cecil of, of East Hollywood. But it's, I think it's uh, also, <laughs> I've heard it be compared to the Chelsea Hotel in New York. Yeah. Where there okay, has, so that's- there's a lot of creatives and uh, offbeat yes. characters and, yes, of course, deaths. and um... Yes. Well, that's how they got me there. So I was working in art. Like, I was like a little art weirdo kid, right? So I'm 21 years old. I come back from London, like living all that stuff. And I come back. And then my friend, Heidi, who had worked at the New York one, and she was an artist. She was a photographer. She actually photographed me there. And she's like, oh, there's a job. What I didn't know was that the front desk clerk had just been murdered. And so they were offering me a job to take his place. I didn't know that. I just thought I was getting like cheap rent in this like cool building. And that's exactly what they called it, like the Chelsea of the West Coast. So I was like, how fabulous. What I didn't realize is it, it was like the Chelsea, both in the artists live there and that a lot of murders and fucked up things happened. It, it, was, it, it was very much Chelsea of the West. So that's why I moved there was, um, you know, to, to do my art. And my friend ended up opening an art gallery next door. But yeah, there was there was a lot of homicide and tragedy while I lived there, as well as amazing art that happened. Like Kenneth Anger moved in when I when I went to get the larger apartment, Kenneth Anger, you know, like a legend. He took my other apartment, my friend Gidget Gein, who was an original member of Marilyn Manson. I moved him out from Florida and he, we did art there together. And uh, my drag mom, Amazing Ruby, she lived there. So like she'd make me outfits and Gidget would do paintings. And we had this like really fun bohemian existence while all these horrific events were happening simultaneously. Like people would just come in covered in blood and you have to pause for a second because you're like, is that your blood? Am I helping you? Or are you bloody from killing someone? I really don't know. Like that, that was an actual thing that happened as I sat in the seat where the former clerk had been murdered. So like at 21, like that's a lot to just sort of be like processing. Yeah. yeah. Where's that documentary? I know there's actually a really great LA weekly article. It's called like poets, pimps and anarchy or something like that about that time. But yeah, the, that that woman was was murdered by a client while I lived there. Um, wow. There was a, there was a lot. It was like a really weird situation because like, OK, this is how that's exactly how it was. So the second floor was like a youth hostel with all these like Euro kids coming in. And then the third floor is where they had all the the residents who had like some of them had lived there since the 60s. So we had this like one guy who was like a full on like iceberg slim level pimp, which like straight out of the 70s, like he lived there. And there were all these like wacky characters that were just very like East Hollywood all over the place. And then you have the fourth fourth floor where they put all the artists. And then the fifth floor, they were convinced was going to be like the standard hotel and they remodeled it to be really nice. So you had like all, like literally these bizarre levels of just completely different things happening. And, but when you're like 22 years old, you, you think this is like exciting, you know, like this is like, oh, it's so fabulous. We're so edgy. We're doing all our art. Like, but then you're like, wow, there's been three murders in three years. I should probably leave. So what what kind of paranormal aftermath was there? Yeah. OK, so there was this really sweet woman who was the the housekeeper. Of, and she was like she always saw stuff like she would like everyone knew like the fourth floor and the roof. Like there was there were so many sightings. Um, the only thing that ever really happened to me was I would have like the cold spots, you know, like that definitely happened. But everybody else in the building saw things all the time, saw the same things. Um, There was like a woman on the roof that people would see, a woman in white. Um, Yeah. 
it was it was definitely I will say this. You felt the heaviness, if that makes sense. Like it didn't it didn't feel like an atmosphere. Like there's some environments where you're like you don't feel anything. Other environments where you're like, oh, this is a happy, warm place. And it's like, no, this is like there's something that just ain't right about this whole building. Right. Well, that's sort of what I hear about uh, any of these, like like the Cecil, for example, where it's there's just decades and decades of chaos mm-hmm. and um, and darkness and whether that's associated to deaths or not, like that energy lingers and builds and mm-hmm. and is still in that space Mm -hmm. and then you add death and you know these ghosts and and it's just uh can be a hotbed for paranormal activity yeah yeah absolutely um i mean i definitely i remember there being like one room that housekeeping just straight up refused to go into Mm. like i don't i i should have dug deeper to ask what that was oh the other thing that i remember was that there were like sort of like tunnels and passageways. And I remember like there were like mysterious fires that would happen in one area and no one could figure out why. Ooh, weird. Yeah. yeah. They would just like appear out of nowhere. Yeah, these fires. And so they they called it the dead zone and we weren't allowed to go back there, but you would see like weird charred areas. And it's crazy because like now they're renting it out. They're like, they, they, they're trying to, you know, gentrify it and make it nice. And now I don't know, like, I, I, I think it's supposed to be like, you know, fancy living, but it was, I, I don't know. I'd be, I, maybe we can go there and take a tour and check it out so you can see it, but Let's it definitely, ghost hunt. yeah, it's like, if they're other than Linda Vista, I would say those are the two for sure creepiest ghost heavy places I've personally been. Well, do you want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah, of course. Okay, it's time for EVPs or EV please. Do you know what an EVP is? Yes, I'm Electronic- an EVP MVP. Oh, my God. How come I've never had anyone say that? Uh, Yes. Electronic voice phenomenon. So I like to find people on YouTube that are ghost hunters that believe they've captured ghost voices. And Mm. I'll play it for you. And just, you know, tell me what you hear. And I'll give you. Before you do, I'll tell you real quick. The one place my friend Danny from House of Pain and I, we took um, like the EVP meter thing um, to the cemetery and we kept hearing weird stuff at Dorothy Stratton's grave. You know, Star 80. Oh, interesting. Wait, what what cemetery Um, is that? It's the one that Marilyn Monroe is also in. Uh, It's, I'm spacing on the, um, Betty... It's yeah, on the Betty, west Betty, side somewhere. Yeah, um, uh, Dean Martin is there too. And so is Rodney Dangerfield. I, you know, I love Rodney. But you were hearing we kept hearing, Yeah, because my, my friend Danny had the machine and we kept hearing like, like it, it sounded like it was like, hey, hey. And I'm like, you hear that? I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, okay. So I'll play this for you and then. I'll give you some options of what the ghost hunter believes they've captured. Um, but this first one is from 
Paranormal Hunting and Observation Group is the name on YouTube. And this is at the Francis E. Warren Air Force Base, which is near Cheyenne, Wyoming. What is this ghost saying? Okay, it's kind of like a whisper. It's pretty quick. Um, You have to listen past the, like, static noise. I'll play it again. Can you it was anything? like, like, yeah, it's like a, here, I'll play it again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, g- I'll give you some options okay. and then we'll listen again. Is it A, something's yeah. coming? Is it B, I'm so pissed off? Is it C, it's getting cold? Or D, so really nothing. Um, okay, here we go. What do you hear? Oh, something's coming. I definitely heard that time. I know mm-hmm. it's definitely something's mm-hmm. coming. Well, I'll play it again. I'll play it again. Yep, yep. Something's coming. Oh, but that scares me because yeah, I'm like, what? Is Ooh. the ghost like? Yeah, what is coming? Like, does the ghost see like a bigger, scarier creature on its way? Yeah, I don't no. know. That, yeah, would creep me out too. Okay, here's one more. This one is from Doctor Freeze 007 on YouTube, and it's at the Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia City, Nevada. And this is a quick one too. What is it saying? I'll play again. I thought I heard the word home. Like home. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it's like a quick one or two uh, syllable word. I'll give you some options. Is it A... Mayo. Maybe they wanted extra Maybe. mayo. I don't know. Is it B? Get out, which is a very common oh, EVP. Oh. Uh, is it C? I know. Or D? Damn. Let me play it one more time. Okay. I'll do it again. Maybe get out or mayo. I don't know. Could go either way. Get out of my mayo. <laughs> well, they believe it. <laughs> they believe it's I know. Now, in this full clip, the uh, investigator says it's so quiet in here, and then they hear this voice say, "I know." Oh, oh. Um, I hear something. I don't know if I hear "I know," but here I'll play it again. I hear get out of Yeah, anything. that's my thought at first. It's something short like that. It's something. It is something. I'll give it to Dr. Freeze 007. Mm-hmm. It's something. Let's do one more thing. I just like to list off a bunch of paranormal or unexplained phenomenas. And um, tell me your thoughts or, you know, to rattle off, you know, maybe you have, maybe it'll spark something. So, okay, first up. Bigfoot, what do you think? Mm. Um, I didn't think about it until somebody who was applying for a very good story. So now I'm open. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a Bigfoot, but sure. 
possible. Was, was this person haunted by Bigfoot? Like, did yeah, they, they had reoccurring Bigfoot experiences. Whoa, interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Okay, well, whoever that person is, what they should do is like set up some cameras because I'm like, where's Bigfoot? It started like, in her childhood. Yeah. Because, like, I actually just saw a Bigfoot clip that they're always three seconds long, which I get it. Like, sometimes it's hard to, like, grab your phone and and start recording or your camera. But I'm like, we need to get a full on. It's about time. Okay. I'm losing my faith in Bigfoot. Um, Okay. What about, okay, this is one that I always forget about time travel. Do you think that that's real? I hope it's real. I, I want it. There's like this whole thing on YouTube where they like interview people and it's always like that, like voice change technology mm-hmm. and like blur out the face and it'll be like someone that claims that they've come from the future and they'll like warn us about what's going on. And I always, I'm like, I think this is real. I think this one's real. I and want it. I want that one to be real more than anything. I want it. There was one that had like over a million views a couple of years ago. And they actually, one of the things that they said happens was supposed to happen like a year later. Like it was like, let's say this was in 2018. They said in 2019, this thing is going to happen. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to bookmark this video and I'm going to come back. I'm going to put in my calendar to look in like March of 2019 or whenever it was. And I did, and the thing didn't happen. I can't remember what it was, but it was like Uh something, I don't know. California is going to break off from the country. Like, it's like Mm -hmm. something like that didn't happen. Um, But hopefully it's real. Um, Okay, what about haunted dolls? Oh. um, I mean, I think it's a fun idea, but like of all the things, you know, that's not the thing that I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, here, like, I, I, I will say I have not had that experience, but I'm, oh, I, I like anything. I'm, I'm open. How do you feel? Um, I think yes. I think that objects can hold energy, mm. and um, I definitely, I, de- I mean, I kind of with everything think that it's all possible. <laughs> I, I think that anything is possible, but I think that. Not unlike like psychics or anything. Like I think there's a lot of uh, bullshitting that happens. I think that there's a lot of fake stuff out there. But I think that there can be the real deal. Ooh. Sure, it's based on something. Mm-hmm. What do you think of psychics? Oh, um, you know what? I, I, I. Okay, I. I'll put it this way. I think most are scams. I some are real. Hmm. That makes sense. Like, I think there are some people who do have gifts that cannot be explained. But I also think there's a lot of people who are like, you're cold reading, you know? So I do, I do think on Prince, I, I do think it's, it's a legitimate thing, but I, I do think that there's more scammers than there are legit people. Yeah. I think um, that's sort of like with anything where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, comedy, like I, since I work in entertainment, I could say comedians, drag queens, rock bands, actors, whatever, where it's like, there's a bunch of people that yes. do it, yes. but there's some that are truly born to do it and are the real deal. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, if you put it that way, it's like, of course, there's going to be a lot of people mm-hmm. that are like, not as good or maybe slightly good or sometimes good. Mm-hmm. But then there's the people that are like Meryl Streep. Yeah. Great comparison. Exactly. Like I, like on, yeah. 
I think that the concept is real, but yes, exactly. You, you nailed it. Here's another unexplained phenomenon, cryptocurrency. What is it? <laughs> People keep explaining it to me and I don't get it. Uh, um, is it real? I saw, is it- I saw a meme and it said, um, it's Beanie Babies for Libertarians. And I'm going to go with that <laughs> answer because I think that's the that's the one I like. Oh, my God. Beanie Babies. Yeah. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's do one more. What about demons? Do you believe in those? Yeah. You I think, think there's like truly evil shit out there. Yes. And do you think it's like from hell? Mm. No, I don't believe in hell. But I, I, I guess so. Okay, then no, then no. I don't believe in hell. But do I think there's some unexplained evil shit out there? Yes. Do I believe in the existence of hell? No, I do not. But like evil beyond human nature. Yeah, there's like otherworldly. Like there's just yeah, yes, unexplained evil. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, I think that's about it. Oh, I'll tell you one really quick story because it's funny. I like it. Um, okay. Years ago, I worked on a show called Taboo for Nat Geo, and we were doing a story. <gasps> I love Taboo. Yeah, that, was a that really is fun such one. a good show. It was a great show to work on. Everybody was really cool. And we were doing a story on Otherkins. Are you familiar with Otherkins? Otherkins. Uh, what mm-hmm. does that mean? Otherkins are people who believe they're mythological creatures. Wow. And I interviewed this woman. She was amazing. And she like gets on the screen and she goes, okay, don't judge me. Everything I'm going to tell you, he's an amazing husband and father. I'm like, okay. And she's like, but my husband believes he is a werewolf. And once a month I have to like handcuff him and like this whole werewolf thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, we have a really amazing marriage. And I was like, okay. And then sure enough, husband gets on and he's like, yeah, it's like in my bloodline. And so I like, I mean, do you believe it? I believe he believes it. Okay. But like now saying that somebody believes it, like, uh, huh. I don't know, because I've had this conversation with, like, skeptics about ghosts and, and stuff where they say, you know, I, I believe that people believe they've experienced ghosts, but I'm like, but does mm-hmm. that mean that you believe it's real? You know what I mean? Like, what about you, though? Like, do you, what do you think of that? Um, I'm the kind of person, unf- unfortunately, I'm the kind of person who tends to veer more towards being a skeptic until I've experienced it or met somebody that I felt was so credible that their experience makes me go, well, maybe, you know? Right. Um, so does so that make sense? So you leave the werewolf situation by saying, well, maybe I leave, I leave it to going, I met a couple and they seemed <laughs> like solid people. So if there ever was to be a werewolf, I think I met that couple. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Well, Lenora, Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell people, you know, where to find you or I mean, um, you know, what you got going on? Yeah, there's my website, Lenora Claire. There's I'm all over the Internet except my Twitter, which they it's frozen. But uh, find me on Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active. Um, If you're going through like a stalking situation or you need help or assistance, you can always email me, message me. I answer people all the time. Um, and then I have my new consulting company that I'm about to launch. So yeah, so just Google my name, Lenora Claire. I'm everywhere. Can't Amazing. Escape me. Do you think that there's going to be a, uh, a haunted season four? 
Um, I can't imagine there wouldn't be. It charted really high. I mean, I don't know that I'll work on it because the casting company, uh, like, I don't, I don't know that I'll be, I'll be on it, but um, probably. I think it was like in the top ten on Netflix. I don't see why they wouldn't bring it back. Yeah, it's a very popular show, and now mm-hmm. there's the Latin American version, mm-hmm. and um, well, I look forward to seeing more of it. Thank you, Lenora. And if you want to hear a little bit more, go to patreon.com slash We talk about some of the uh, TV shows that she has worked on. And I play some EVPs from the Linda Vista Hospital. And you can watch a video of me walking around Jerome, the haunted town of Arizona. So I was thinking, as we were talking about that ghost show, my ghost story that she was on, and how it was, uh, you know, she said... They helped her to remember the story. Uh, you know, a little, there's a little bit of TV magic going on there. I just thought, not that I feel like I need to do this, but I just thought I would bring up this particular show that you are listening to. I've never done that. I've never talked to anybody where I, I was like, okay, make something up, make the story better. No, I'm just, you know, I've never, uh, to my knowledge, there's not been any fake stories in the show. Everything here is completely real, except for my hair and uh, my nails and my lashes. The ghost stories are all real, okay? Please rate the show five stars. If you have a ghost story, you could leave it in a five-star review or just write something nice. Make sure you're subscribed and tell your friends it's Halloween time. I do want to do that fun little slumber party episode. So send me a voice note or write something up, a question, a story, a query, an anecdote, whatever you got for me, something that might be fun on the pod. Send it on over to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. We have the Facebook group Ghosted by Roz Dressfeles. And I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.